I really want to say something more than, hey, welcome to another exciting episode of No Driving Gloves, but it's another episode of No Driving Gloves, and it should be exciting. All three hosts will be here eventually tonight. Obviously, I'm here, John. Uh, Derek Moore is joining us from the NAMS convention up in South Bend, Indiana, so his sound quality might be a little bit different, but we think we have all that worked out. I'll, I'll, have, an in, I'll have an Indiana accent tonight. Yes, he's he's getting more back to, uh, no, no pun intended, getting more back to uh, his native lands. And then we, uh, we should be joined by Will in a few minutes. He's uh, running a little bit behind, and he's also got a new broadcast location. So hopefully we can get him to join in with uh, not too many, or too much difficulty, not too many difficulties. However we want to say that, preferably in some form of the English language. How busy have you been, Derek? Way, way, way too busy. Uh, <laughs> um, obviously, missed the uh, oh, missed last week's podcast because of something that uh, came up. Uh, you know, as we say, just the way life comes up sometimes. Um, but other than that, then I'm I'm traveling this week, as we've already discussed. I'm up in the actually very cool town of South Bend, Indiana, of course, a great automotive history here in South Bend. And actually, this is the first time I've ever actually been in South Bend, Indiana and stayed here for a long period of time. You know, you drive by or drive through occasionally, but don't really pay attention. And I have to say that the, the town is actually a very, very cool town. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of great things going on here. And of course, the reason the NAM conference is here. The great automotive history here, of course, being the legacy of Studebaker and the Studebaker National Museum that's located here in town. So really having a having a good time. It's it's actually, although very busy, I've got I, I'm doing two presentations at the conference. Uh, already have one done and, and the second one is tomorrow. But uh, it's it's a bit relaxing because I'm out of the office and. Uh, able to, you know, uh, talk with colleagues from other museums and really, uh, you know, discuss the things that we all enjoy discussing as automotive historians and museum folk. How is like South Bend, and of course, it's for the, those of us that are geographically challenged, it's just down the road from Auburn, Indiana, and obviously Auburn, Cord, Duesenberg, and things like that. Um, I have family up in, uh, South Bend, Hi Rose and Jim. I think you listen to the podcast occasionally. It's a pretty area of Indiana. I always like it. I always want to make it up to that. And if I was still doing the museum thing, I probably would have made the NAMS conference. It would kind of be odd for a barber employee to be at the National Association of Automotive Museum conference. But I could have been there. I could have potentially had free lodging, just missed out on those late night parties. Derek needs to get this show over and, you know, go drinking with yeah, all of his can we friends. Get this, can we get this on the road? They're all waiting for me at the bar. Let's go. <laughs> Derek's worried. He left his ca card running a tab and <laughs> who knows what he's drinking while he's talking to you guys. So, exactly. So, like I said, I, I really, en I, I enjoy that area, Indiana. There's a really good restaurant that I found last time I was at Auburn and I need a look. And after last week's show of talking about, hey, is there too many shows? Is there too many concours? Uh, maybe I need to put Auburn on that calendar. But since you're up there enjoying that, obviously, I've just been busy uh, this week, still developing the business. Um, business is kind of telling me what it wants to do, and I'm trying to tell the business what I want it to do. Uh, I'm not too sure, but 
Uh, should be having some exciting news and possibly some uh, might drop a few plugs here in the near future for for the business. But but we're not here to talk about my business. We're really not here to talk about Derek's job. Uh, yeah, we are. I think because we're all all in the car car realm, right? Yeah. And I mean, come on, my 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 career is so interesting. Everyone wants to know. So, and then I'm getting a couple of texts here from Will. I think he's having a little bit of trouble with his uh, new new computer rig and that. And since we've started the show, we might miss him this week, and we'll we'll figure it out. And then uh, he's taking next week off. He's uh, as Derek complains, and Will's taking another vacation. But I stopped by, saw him on Tuesday. He was working his butt off. His shop was full, at least uh, six, eight, ten, twelve, probably twelve projects ongoing in the shop, and um, I think we'll have some conversations about that in the future because they're doing some things correctly. Wide bodies, the way wide bodies should be done, not the Chrysler way of tacking on some fender flares, and not the Liberty Walk way of hey, let's rivet off, rivet on some Ranchero four by four fenders and call it a wide body, but actually reforming the panels and making it a wide body. But that's not where our topic's going to go tonight. On the heels of last week's show, because Derek was a little upset we didn't include him, was to throw out uh, It's something I've been looking at, you know, been paying a lot of attention to uh, auctions and figuring out where I need to be this year for the, the new uh, consulting business. I honestly... Don't know if I was selling a car where I'm supposed to sell a car anymore, an automobile auction, because it seems every weekend there's the latest and greatest auto auction. And the catalogs come out three weeks or four weeks in advance because everything's gone digital. I remember 10 years ago, everything came printed and you would get one or two months notice on an auction and you could sit there and... You know, unless you're a billionaire collector who can buy 12, 18 cars a year, you know, I got to, you know, even, at, you know, you got to select one or two cars you might want this year or what your budget is. And uh, so you look at the uh, catalog right now that gets emailed to you today for an auction in late April. And you go, oh, that's the car I want. And you, you make all your travel arrangements. And in two weeks, you get another catalog and go, oh, wait, I've been wanting one of those even longer. What do you do? Uh, Derek, do you think, do you, I know, you, especially with the upcoming Tupelo, and you've talked about maybe wanting a couple of items from there, and it's kind of Tupelo put this this on my radar, too. Do you have a clue of what's, <laughs> you know, auto auctions, and is there any planning, or do you just decide, hey, one day I got 50 grand, uh, what's available in the next month? <sighs> yeah, Um it's, it's, I, I don't know where to start here. Um, it's getting too hectic, in my opinion. Uh, you know, we've got, as you say, John, so many of them going on. There's, you know, seems to be one every weekend. There's, you know, catalogs are coming out constantly because they're digital. And, you know, being in the automotive museum world, you know, I'm also I also have to kind of pay attention to what auctions are out there, what are going on, not only if I'm looking to, you know, acquire cars for the collection of for the museum I'm working for, whatever museum is it is, you know, if I'm at the Corvette Museum, when I was at the Crawford Museum, wherever. And there are a lot of them to keep track of. And it's 
I mean, we're, you know, I, I constantly keep an eye out on these things and I learn about probably about every week to two weeks of a new automobile auction. And maybe it's not new to the automobile auction world, but a new one to me that I've never heard of recently within the last two weeks, I think I've discovered four that I'd never heard of. Uh, you know, they're just small, uh, antique classic car auto auction places in, in various States and boggles my mind that, and, and maybe it's a, it, maybe it says a good thing about the collector car community that we try to talk about. Maybe it means it's strong because people are buying and selling these cars and there's enough collectors out there to make this happen. But I guess we'd have to break down and look at each individual auction's actual results and see how many of those cars truly sold uh, versus how many, you know, didn't didn't t- you know get the hammer and and sell to a new owner. I think it surely says that there are still a lot of classic and antique cars out there, whether it's you know extremely affordable uh, cars, you know, going across the block. Let's say you know. Uh, you know, C late C three, early C four Corvettes that aren't worth, you know, the big money yet. All the way up to you know all the auctions that happen around Pebble Beach Week, Amelia Island, uh, you know the Hilton Head Concour that you're selling multi million dollar automobiles every year. Uh, you know, and, and I mean multiple times a year because you know Amelia happens and then Pebble and all these different shows. It's it's hard to keep track of. I mean, hopefully it means that the, the hobby is strong. That, I mean, that's what I hope. I think that's one thing it does. It means the hobby's strong. There's a lot of cars. It's kind of like Will and I determined last week with the the Concord and the Street Rod Show and Hot Rod Show de- debate. These cars are fill or these shows are filling up. These auctions are filling up, and the sell through rates are reasonable. Um, I mean, most places are still running 70 and 80% sell-through rates, which I think is solid. Uh, a lot of auctions are still running a lot of things at no reserve. Uh, you watch Bring a Trailer, which is a daily auction site, basically. You know, they're probably doing a, a 70 or 80% sell-through rate. It's just constantly going on and happening. Uh, so, you know, I think... Yeah, from that, from the aspect, are there cars to populate these auctions? Are are they selecting? Um, I'm going through the bring a trailer process right now, and it's, you know, I submit everything. I submit a hundred photos, whole description of what we're we're selling, and then I got an email back with ten more questions, and you you know you got to fill out these questions because they can pick and choose and they're you know they're looking for quality it's not like ebay where anything just goes or craigslist um you know they pick and choose what goes there just like you know russo steel does just like barrett jackson does uh yeah you know they they you know they're they're happy to take your consignment but they will reject them if they don't fit uh either what they think the auction profile is but i just you know from a seller aspect, I guess everything's out there, but would the cars be bringing more better numbers if things could be narrowed down and people could plan their purchases a little bit better? You know, I, I want to think back 20 years ago when I was in college with Will that I could sit there and, you know, I knew what was coming up and what would be at Barrett-Jackson just about the time Pebble Beach was ending. But now there's three or four auctions between 
the Pebble Beach auction weeks or the California auction weeks and uh, January Arizona auctions. And then right after Jan, you know, in January now, we have the Kissimmee auction that runs for almost a week and a half from Mecham in Florida. Then everybody flies out to Arizona and there's, you know, Barrett Jackson's now a week and a half long and there's five other auctions. And then two weeks later, there's another auction. And then two weeks later, we have the Amelia Island auction. And two weeks later, you know, it's every two weeks, every week there there's an auction to go to and cars to buy and you know, heck, even TV can't keep up with it. Uh, what do we do? I mean, you know, you get on, um, is it Motor Trend TV now that's Speed Vision and Velocity and whatever it's called this week? I uh, don't know if Dis- Disney's going to change the name. Now, Disney, when the Fox thing closed. But it's just, there's a Meekum auction, it seems, every, you know, every couple of weeks. And yeah, it's nice to see all the cars available and changing hands, but is it a... I don't know if it says much about car collecting or is it speculator changing cars with speculator? Is it the same cars running through? Um, maybe we should have asked Brett this question, you know, Brett Hatfield, because uh, he's an auction analyst with Sports Car Market. But there's just, to me, there there's just so much and it's such a, a busy field. Well, I know. Can you hear me? Ah, we got Will. Hey! Um... I know with being at Barrett Jackson back several months ago, walking through the field and seeing what's there, man, there was a ton of repeat stuff that you saw at, you know, the same auction a year ago. Um, I know of four or five higher end builds that were, that, that sold last year and they were there again. Um, and I haven't been really keeping up with a whole lot of stuff because I've been so busy. But is there a Barrett Jackson auction going on right now? I don't know. Are they, are they replaying from Scottsdale? They might be replaying from Scottsdale. Let me uh, push some buttons here and see what's going on on their calendar. Or are they playing? Wasn't the uh, Florida auction recently? Well, that's what I mean. There, there's so many of them. We used to know I, Barrett Jackson well, was in January. Now Barrett Jackson's five times a year. Well, if, if, um, all right. So I got today and was telling me about a car that was going through that he saw go through Barrett Jackson this morning or last night or whenever it was. And it was a car that went through in Scottsdale. So, I mean, are people buying cars and just taking them back to the auction? I mean, to me, that don't make a whole lot of sense. A, you should know what you're buying before you buy it. And B, if if it's sold at Scottsdale on during prime time, chances are you're going to take it somewhere else and it's not going to bring that much or more. Yeah, the, the 2019 Barrett-Jackson calendar was Scottsdale, Palm Beach, which is April 11th through 13th, uh, Northeast, to, uh, and then Vegas. So All right, so, so they were the- re- they're replaying from Scottsdale, I guess. Yeah, it sounds like he's watching a rerun of Scottsdale. So it's not that. But um, I've been to auctions before where a guy buys a car on Friday or Saturday and thought it was a good deal and reconsigns it to try to run it on Sunday. Or he buys it on 
Friday and then tries to sell it on Saturday and may or may not make money on it. So some people are buying it on speculation and thinking they're a good deals. There's been lawsuits over it. You know, I bought this car for, you know, $400,000 on Friday and I tried to sell it on Saturday and it only brought two eighty. Well, guess what? There's only two people that wanted that car at the auction and you were one of them. So, so uh, you know, I think there's speculation. And if you watch um, some of, you know, a lot of the auction things, and it's one reason, and here I am going with a uh, sales pitch kind of with the sports car market. If you do their platinum uh, subscription, it's all digital. You can search any car and you can search it by VIN number to see if it's been through auctions, an auction. You can, um, and you can find out if it's one of these habitual cars that, keeps flipping and flipping and you know if it's a high-end and exotic and it's been at eight auctions in three years and it's different sellers you go wait a second is there something wrong with the car or if it's been at eight auctions in three years and it's always the same seller maybe the guy just wants too much money um and then of course you know i've had conversations with people you know consignment fees transportation fees you know eventually you've got to cut your losses you know, I think there's a lot of things to be said about cars repeating and repeating at auctions, but it's the cars that repeat that are owned by different buyers, you know, and, you know, face it, we're we're collectors and I'm kind of one of those guys that I, I don't, I kind of have ADD when it comes to um, car collecting. I'll buy what I want today and I guarantee you in 12 months, I don't want it anymore and I'll sell it on, you know, sell it off to go on to buy the next car. So, you know, I might buy something at Barrett-Jackson in January, and the following January, I might sell it, you know, I might sell it Saturday morning so I can buy something Saturday afternoon, drive it for a year. And there, there's collectors out there. Personally, I think I alluded to it. No, I, I can't do that. I don't make that much money. Uh, you guys aren't supporting the Patreon well enough for Derek, Will, and I to do that. I guess that's kind of explaining a little to Will what's happening with those cars at, at, at Barrett-Jackson and a lot of it's, there's so many auctions, we can't keep track of what's on TV and what's selling. Well, I don't... Well, and that's, I, that's, that's another thing that you got to think... Uh, sorry, Will, didn't mean to... No, that's fine. Get you off there. Why in the world are we rebroadcasting auctions? You know, like, what, what, is, the, what is the point behind rebroadcasting the Barrett-Jackson auction from Scottsdale right now like i mean yeah people can catch up if they missed it but well i mean it just it it adds confusion into the as john was just saying it's just adding confusion and uh, it just doesn't make sense to me why we're doing it other than you know these the probably the tv network thinks it's good tv and people are going to watch it and there's been a few days that you turn on the tv and being in Alabama, they're replaying the Alabama-Texas game from 2003 football game. Yeah, nobody really cares about that. Uh, well, you're not in Alabama, but it's it's like rebroadcasting sporting events. Why do we do it? <laughs> um, it's because the production's paid for. It fills up three hours, and people watch it. I, I watch uh, replays of football games. <laughs> Something I'm, wrong with you, Will. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Will. We thought you were a busy man. <laughs> it, it's, it's, well, I mean, a lot of times that's the only time I can watch it. 
to be honest with you. That's no excuse. Um, but uh, I have in the past for sure. Now you know if if uh, certain football games come on, yeah, I'm 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 glued to the TV. I'm watching it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got distracted. You got me on the Barrett Jackson page, and I'm watching some things go by here, and a couple of these go. Oh, I've had somebody talk to me about this car. I wonder... <laughs> so, you know, I heard there was a Dodge Dart there this past. Yeah. Did they replay any of that? Uh, oh, I didn't see any Dodge Darts there. Yeah. Actually, I believe they had three of them, and if the commercial breaks go better, it might. <laughs> I think the first time there was this green one, and they kind of overlapped a commercial break. Maybe they can adjust those. I'm going to say why we're on this auction topic. I'm on my Facebook page the other day. I can't remember. Is it Bonhams? Is it? It's either Bonhams or RM. I think it's RM. All of a sudden, they're promoting the Radwood. Now, I like Radwood. I like the movement. I like the pop the way 80s cars and 90s cars are becoming popular. The three hosts of this podcast, that's where we grew up, 80s and 90s, and these are the cars we love. But now we're tying Radwood into RM, and I'm not sure I like that or not. I better make sure it is RM that's doing the, the Radwood before I... Uh... Well, it, uh, you know, and, and whichever one it is, John, I mean, it's 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 very clearly, and I think wisely, a marketing move, because they know that those cars are going to be the next ones coming up in the next, say, let's say 10 to 25 years that are going to be the auction cars. And they're getting their teeth in now to get ready for those cars to come across the auction block and start bringing reasonable money. Yeah, I saw that pop up on, like I said, Facebook, and it kind of caught me off guard. And I saw the cars that they, you know, they're highlighting there. And I totally, I guess, agree. I said, I don't understand why, but I guess I understand why. And that all of a sudden, you know, it's R.M. Sotheby's. And that's not exactly an auction house I necessarily associate with the younger buyer. And maybe it's their way of, you know, I associate Russo Steely. I associate Barrett Jackson with the younger buyer. Bonhams and R.M., Sotheby's, no, I don't associate. And maybe that's their way of going, hey, we're kind of missing, or we kind of miss the muscle car movement. Let's go ahead and get the Radwood movement and get these people accustomed going to our auction. Because a, a Sotheby's auction and a Bonham's auction is a lot different than what, what I want to say that, that Barrett Jackson Russo Steele is. Uh, those are a little bit more of a circus type auction and very entertaining. RM kind of crosses both ways, but it's RM Sotheby's. It's a merged company now. It's a little bit more upscale and a little bit more organized. And it's really, I enjoy that kind of auction. Uh, you kind of know what's going on and you know who's bidding and it's clear to see if chandeliers are bidding or the owners are bidding on their own cars. It's just, just a, to me, a little bit better auction. I don't know. Have either one of you really attended auto auctions in the past or... I've I've been to two auctions in my life. Barrett Jackson Reno when we were there showing the dart for the Barrett Jackson Cup and Barrett Jackson Scottsdale when we sold the dart just a few months ago. So um 
I'm, I, I don't really honestly keep up with it a whole lot. Never been to a lot of auctions. Just, I guess I'm more into the building them for other people and building them for myself. And I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it while I was there, but it, it's not something that's high on my priority list to attend. Just, you know, there's none that are really that close. Uh, I don't really keep up with it online that much, but, you know, that's just me. And I mean, I, I think everybody knows, I think everybody knows my case. Uh, I've been to a number of, of auctions. I don't, I don't know that I could count how many right offhand, but uh, of course I, I bought one of my cars, my antique cars at auction. And I bought a 1917 Overland a model 90 Roadster at an auction um, in Michigan many, 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 many years ago. Um, so, you know, and, and the other thing with auctions and I'm not going to use any auction house names and, uh, the excessive amount of auction houses that are out there, uh, you got to be careful which ones you go to, because some of them are not the most trustworthy. And, uh, you know, John's already talked about, there's been some lawsuits for different things in the past, but you don't always get exactly what you think you're getting and what they're advertising. You have to be, you know, cautious of what you're going to bid on and, and you, you really got to know the car go, as John said, you know, you, there are some options out there to be able to search cars and see what's going on with them. But, you know, you, you got to go and you have got to look the cars over, know the cars or take someone that knows the cars with you. Um, I didn't, I, I, I should probably say I didn't, the car I bought was not a bad car. There was some uh, fishy things with chandelier bidding going on that I had to uh, uh, fight against to get the car. But um, you know, the quality of the car, what the car was, was not an issue, but you know, there are, there are a lot of things you have to look at when you're going to an auction to make sure that, you're not going to lose, you know, you're not going to pay more or wind up stuck in something that you don't want to be stuck in. And let's, let me, what you said there, it's one of the things when you go to an auction, remember it's all about money and it's nothing. This is, this is the lesson from father John here. It's all about money. It doesn't matter. It's about you keeping your money. It's about the buyer getting the most money. And it's about the auction house covering their expenses and making a profit to do the next auction. Everybody is looking out for their own money. Be sure to read every detail in the fine print when you register to be a bidder. Be sure to read every detail in the fine print when you register to be a seller. It's don't just read the big print and think, oh, the, the other stuff is just my Apple terms of service. Read every bit, because a lot of times that fine print will give the auction house the right to bid on the car up until a certain reserve price or to a certain price. Or it gives the owner permission to bid to purchase back his car and there's some of your chandelier bidding. And what chandelier bidding means, you know, I guess 
that's kind of like chandelier bidding. Chandelier bidding is the auctioneers going up, uh, going, going. I, I got twenty five. I got twenty five. I got twenty five. Do I hear twenty six thousand? Do I hear twenty six thousand? Oh, I got twenty six thousand. And you're sitting here going, "I'm the bidder who bid twenty five. No, uh, nobody raised their hand. There's no phone bidders. What happened? And what the the auctioneer is doing is he's pointing to a chandelier in the room and saying he's taking a bid from this chandelier. My little air quotes are going here as Will harasses me about my (laughs) (laughs) hand animation here. And then all of a sudden you're bidding 27 and guess what? We're at 28. We got 28. We got 28,000. Good 28,000. Do I hear 28? Do I hear 28,500? I got 28,500. And you're going, who the hell? It's the same damn chandelier bidding on on your car. And And those chandeliers have more money than you have every day of the week. (laughs) Those chandeliers have just enough money to make the owner get the number he was promised by the auction house and to make the auction house a profit. And I guess I could get in trouble here, but some of the other background things with with auction houses. Okay, I put a car into an auction and I want a hundred grand for it. I set my reserve at a hundred grand. Hundred grand is, you know, what we've agreed. The car will not sell unless we get bids for a hundred thousand dollars. And I've paid the auction house you know, $500 to consign the car, and I'm going to pay them 10% of whatever the top bid is. Uh, so basically, I'm willing to accept $90,000, and the seller's going to pay 10% of whatever their bid is. So if it bids to $100, i am selling the car for 90 the seller's paying 110 the auction house gets twenty grand. The car bids up to $92,000, and boom, it's sold. And you go, wait, my reserve was 100 Why did it sell for 92 Well, the auction house is covering that $8,000. They're going to say, okay, we sold it for 8000 You still owe us, you know, we sold it for 100000 You still owe us $10,000. So they're only taking technically $2,000 from you. And they're giving you the other $8,000. It's, 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 a, it's a shuffle game or, you know, three-card money or whatever, shell game, uh, whatever you want to call it. It's perfectly legal to do. They've just agreed to accept a slightly lower number than what the reserve is, but they're covering the money up to that reserve. And that can hurt you or that can help you, especially if you're trying to establish a value on your car. You know, it's another little thing that, you know, auction houses can do and you've got to be careful of. Or you know the car is going to, has a reserve at 100. So as a joke, you go, I bid 92 and the auction house sells it to you. And you go, wait, the reserve was 100. How did I buy it? I don't have $92,000. Well, the auction house is covering that eight grand. You better have 92. Be careful what you bid on. There's just, it's just amazing. And that's one thing I find uh, fascinating about auctions is, I, I like manipulation and you know stra- you know strategy and strategic things and reading the fine print and you know that's just two examples of how auction houses work and I had a third one and I'll think re re remember it here later in the show but are you guys still there no huh what <laughs> no no um. You know, as far as if is there too many auctions, I mean, if there's cars showing up at them and the auction house is making money and people are happy, then, you know, it's just another way of having a a car show or a get together with your with your hot rod or your antique classic car. 
So, I mean, there's there's really not any. I guess the closest uh, big auction for me would be like in Kissimmee. I mean, that's I mean that's ten hours away. So, I mean, maybe they need to you know have them in different locations. You know, I, I, there may be one in Atlanta, but I, I don't know about it. But, you know, you'd think Atlanta would be a good place. There's a lot of money in Atlanta or Nashville. But, and, and there may be auctions there. I just don't keep up with it. And I don't know if there is or if there aren't. Yeah, I think there's an auction in Atlanta. There's usually one in Nashville. There's one in Indianapolis. There's obviously one going on in Tupelo, which isn't a, a yearly auction. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. I was uh, going to say, if you know, if Will had been here from the beginning, he would have heard the talk about there's one everywhere. <laughs> Whether it's big or little, it's everywhere. There's there's not one engaged in Alabama. I promise you that. Well, you, Big Oak Garage needs to get one going. Let's go. Well, Big, no, o- big Oak Garage and uh, the team up there with the car show that's coming up in the fall has begin to, begun to uh, converse with Visions and Vehicles. And that's the ultimate plan that Visions and Vehicles would have is to bring an auction to the Gadsden area. Uh, with you know the vintage Al- Alabamian type vehicle. Well, let's do it. <laughs> hey, we'll so cut. so uh, go ahead, Will, because I'm going to change the topic a little bit. So finish up what you. No, you're good. Go ahead. You sure? Yeah, because what I was about to say, John might kick me in the butt anyway. So just go ahead. All right. Well, no, my we, question. We was... might we might need to discuss this. Uh, off fair. the air before we discuss it on the air. Mm-hmm. We're going to get a short commercial break. <laughs> um, no, what I was going to say, because, you know, Will brought up the, the, the discussion about, you know, this is just a, another event for, you know, people to get together, cars to sell, things like that. But, you know, I, I, I kind of feel like we're, we're all in agreement that there might be a few too many, um, car auctions going on right now. Maybe Will doesn't, I don't know. But I think the other question to ask here is, is it helping or hurting? Of course, we talk about the collector car hobby. Is it helping or hurting the collector car hobby to have this many auctions uh, going on? And I know I mentioned before Will got here that it shows that, or it likely shows that the collector car hobby is a strong hobby because there are so many, but is it good or bad for the hobby to have this many going on? And that could be even talking about, you know, the, the prices, is it, is it inflating the prices of cars and causing a problem? You know, what do you, what do you guys think? I think it's a good thing. Just like if there's too many shows, it's, it's a good thing when it comes to the collector car hobby, because it makes people talk about it. We're talking about it. If there weren't, you know, if there wasn't the feeling that there might be too many auctions in that, we would be talking about something else. But this is giving us another topic for us to ramble on another hour about. But it makes people talk about it. You know, Will brought up, you know, why do they replay the auctions? Will brought up somebody watched the auction over the weekend and, hey, this is uh, this is what I saw go. You know, granted, the, you know, let's pay attention to when the auctions happened and things like that. But as long as we're talking about collector cars, they're still relevant. It's when the public stops talking about them, stops caring that they're watching Barrett Jackson, 
you know, 2008 and 2019 on TV. You know, that's probably actually wrong because the values were completely different in 08 to 2019. But as long as we're talking about it, I think it does the hobby good. As we've said two times and now three times in the show, these auctions are full of cars. There's hundreds of cars. What I've always said about an auction, it is the best car show you will ever go to. Uh, especially if you go to Arizona Auction Weeks. You can go there. You can spend a week. You can see 5,000 cars. If you've got to have one of those cars, you can take it home with you. You can't do that when you go to a concours. <laughs> Very tough to buy a car at a concours or even your Saturday night cruise in. But you go to an auction, you could buy that car if you know, you've got the cash or the credit. So it gives you, I think there's a little bit of excitement there. There's, you know, there it's an obtainable object, even if the, you know there's too many commas in the price tag for it to be obtainable. And you see such a diverse group of cars. You get to see just about depending on the auction. You get to see them run. You get to see them operate. You can almost touch them and lick them if you want to. Don't advise licking them. You probably won't come back. My opinion is. If you look at it from the collector car hobby, you can never have too many shows. You can never have too many auctions because it keeps the the, the hobby in discussion. Maybe there needs to be an auction where it's only cars that you're willing to take less than $30,000. If you can make a business plan that that would work, they probably would do it. Um, it's really tough because auctions are expensive to operate. Okay. Just at Barrett Jackson, you know, they're selling vendor spots for big, big, big money. You know, I'm sure Westworld is not uh, very cheap to rent. Uh, the town that it's in is not a cheap town to stay in, you know, hotels are expensive, food's expensive, you know, everything's expensive. So, you know, yeah, why not have it at a, I mean, like I said, Tupelo, Mississippi, there's one going on in Tupelo. I mean, uh, Birmingham, Alabama, Gadsden, Alabama, have have it at a venue that, you know, no, we're not here for the the glitz and the glamour. We're here to sell cars and that's it. And if you want to be a vendor, then, yeah, you can be a vendor for X amount of dollars or whatever. But, you know, that might be something kind of neat to start up. And and then you don't have to fly in on your Learjet to afford a car that goes through the auction. I know, you know, what, whatever, the first three days of Barrett-Jackson, uh, there's a lot of cars that sell for well under $30,000, $35,000. And see I was going to bring that up. Barrett-Jackson has done that. They have created that under $30,000 auction. Uh, they've just laid it out in a way. And you're, you know, you're a perfect example with the Dart. You were run on Saturday because they knew your car would bring a hundred grand plus. And if they knew your car would have brought a half a million dollars, you would have been a Saturday afternoon car. They lay out their auction that way. And because... You know, really, billionaires can't take a week off of work to sit through the whole auction. They start out on that previous Sunday or that previous Monday with lesser cars where guys can take a couple of days off of work and and go in and buy them. Or the, the locals can come and 
buy some of these cars, you know. I can't say I would travel out to necessarily buy a car on Tuesday, but I also know that's my budget. If I want a car, that's what I do. But the only reason they can do that is because they have the big dollar sponsors and they have the big dollar cars coming in on the weekends. It's uh, it's really amazing how, I want to say how expensive these are to put on, but it's also, I know a lot of the backdoor operations and unfortunately I can't discuss it, um, how money's made at these things. And they... Some of them really aren't hurting, but they all have a bottom line to watch out for. So, I know I they're guess, not. I know they're not afraid to feed you full of beer and liquor. Well, there's. Uh, well, that that helps the auction prices though, because then you get in a a battle with you know your your nemesis friend you know Steve over across their bill or whoever or John or across the way and you're just drunk enough to say oh, i'm not gonna let that sob buy the car i'm gonna keep bidding and so prices go up and they'll feed them to you as long as you want them basically there there's an advantage to sitting um ringside at barrett jackson or well really any of them um sober buyers never seem to pay quite as much as a um happy buyer and I'll tell you something else they had walking around there. <laughs> oh, I think they had every hooker out of Las Vegas in Scottsdale that weekend. Well, that's one thing. And that you said, well, have an auction in Tupelo, have an auction in Birmingham, have an auction in Knoxville, Tennessee. You've got to have something for the wives to do. The wives get bored and, you know, wealthy gentlemen or flip side wealthy women with husbands you've got to entertain the spouse and a lot of auctions i have gone to will have women walking around displaying jewelry or watches and these aren't for auction these are for the people in the crowd to buy you could literally buy oh honey i'm sorry i just paid 2.7 million dollars for a ferrari here let me buy you this hundred thousand dollar necklace and you can buy it right off that girl you know, in the aisle, just like you're at a Cubs game buying a hot dog, you know, they're walking around necklaces, bracelets, <laughs> earrings, and you call them over and, you know, you pass a hundred thousand dollars over and they pass it back to you just like a hot dog. But so you, you've got to be able to entertain the other people in the party. And that's why some of these out of the way places don't work and why these auctions, you know, happen in Vegas, happen you know, during Monterey week happen in Amelia Island because they're vacation destinations and there's things to keep the spouses occupied. And so we're going to, we're going to have an auction during the, um, the hot rod happening in Hoax Bluff, Alabama in September. Now all of a sudden I just thought of a friend of mine who's got a magazine, uh, a website happenings in the ham, the hot rod happening in the ham, but you, unfortunately you're Gadsden. So, <laughs> but uh, there I am thinking again. Huh? Sorry, taking us off. We could do an auction. Like I said, it would you be ruined the podcast, John. Yeah, I, I do that every week, don't I? By just being here. 
are we concluding any? I don't know. It'd here? be really it would be really boring with just me and Will on here. Oh no, is that your wife in the background, Derek? Uh, oh yeah, that's Christine in the background. Oh, I don't have the camera on. Are we sure? Because Derek's traveling this weekend. We could get him in trouble with Christine if she's really not there. <laughs> I really hope that's getting edited out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. Oh, haven't you noticed in the last two weeks? I've really reduced the editing. Oh, all right. Cool. <laughs> Makes it a lot easier to publish when I don't edit. <laughs> uh Nothing like being in a hotel in South Bend, Indiana with your wife. Boy, that was a look she just gave you. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, she can't hear our side of the conversation, Derek. That's right. She only hears Derek's. <laughs> See, now we're going to have to leave it in the podcast so you can explain it to her. I know. You're going to have to leave it all in the podcast so she can hear it. And and that just will prove that it was all clean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, well, now that we've gotten completely off track, I, I think we've all agreed that there's too many uh, auto auctions. And uh, they are uh, selling cheap and expensive cars. And uh, I don't know if we've really come to any other conclusions. I disagree. I don't think there's enough. And then see, I'm a- Why do you think there's no- not enough because see, I thought we established there was just the right amount because the cars are filling it up. It's keeping us busy and it's promoting the hobby. If they wasn't making money, they wouldn't be doing it. So, you know, I think, I think there could be an auction. Heck every night, multiple. I mean, why not? Why are you shaking your head Derek? Cause it feels right. Hey, did my camera come back online for you guys? Or are you still seeing a blue screen? No, I see. Oh, we've we've been seeing you the whole okay. time, Joe. All we're seeing is this, yeah. though. We can't really see your face. We just see. Well, don't worry. Hands. He doesn't see. Our, he doesn't see our faces either because he no, closes his eyes the whole time. That, he's been sleeping the whole time. That's why I, I just realized when I went back to the window to see Christine in the room. But we'll just go ahead and cut it there. Because Derek doesn't think, or Derek thinks there's too many, and thinks the whole group's in agreement with him. Will's the exact opposite, exactly. saying we need more, especially the ho- hoax bluff uh, hot rod uh, uh, happening. Happening. There you go. Ho- hoax bluff. Hoax bluffs hot dog hot rod happening. Because I like hot Thanks. dogs. No, 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 no hot dogs. No hot dogs. Hot dog bring, based chili. Bring your own hot dogs. I always do. I'm 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 like that one basketball player that used to bring his own ranch dressing because he wasn't <laughs> sure if the restaurants would have it. I can't remember who that was, or maybe he brought French dressing. I can't remember which. I can't even remember his name. It's basketball. March Madness. Oh God! Can oh, we wrap? Yeah. We just wrap this yeah, up. We're talking talk sports now. Madness. It's time to go home we and talk at, cars. And, and for the the final <laughs> thought, which is John's, which is always right. We have just the perfect number of auctions, and maybe one or two should be added to the calendar um, because it's keeping the hobby in play. So with, I think we're with uh, that, we're going to wrap up. We'll say goodbye to Will. He's, uh, as we said, skipping town. You know, I don't know. He's got a whole 
staff of people. I don't know what they're going to do without him, but I'm skipping the country, son. Yeah. Stood me up for a hundred bucks on Tuesday, and then he, uh, <laughs> he's probably I going sure to a, a country without extradition, too. So, oh, yeah, easy now. I'm not telling y'all where I'm going then. I heard he's going on a boat ride. We'll go for a boat ride. Now, <laughs> guess what, guys? Derek's got a lobby full of people dying to hear his conversation. He ought to record right. it. We'll release it as a special podcast. Will's got to go pack for his vacation. And I think I'm going to go watch Mom because it's Thursday night. We're recording on Thursday instead of Wednesday. Derek and I'll talk to you all next week. Hopefully we should have a special guest. Um, I'm hoping to have uh, Jeffrey Hacker from Forgotten Fiberglass, Undiscovered Classics on. And Jeff can talk. And he is interesting, and some of the stuff he's saved or is saving or is looking for people to help him help save. Uh, fascinating. Will be a fascinating interview. We're putting the final, you know, dotting the final I's, crossing the final T's on those uh, special appearance contracts. But until then, I'll see every, or I'll talk to everybody next week. Later. Adios. See you later.